Welcome to Seller's Journey, the podcast where we speak to great sales reps and leaders and share their real stories from start to sales success. Hi, I'm Joseph Fung, and today I'm joined by Rick Angelot. He's the president and co-founder at Virtual Causeway. Rick, thank you for joining us. Hey, Joseph. Uh, great to be here. I'm so glad to have you uh, on our show. We, we get to work with a lot of sales leaders, but you have such a fantastic journey and you see so many sales conversations. This is going to be a fun chat, I think. Looking forward to it. So to start things off, to help the uh, audience kind of get to know you and understand Virtual Quasi a little bit better, uh, while this isn't a show about pitching, I'd love to start off with that quick elevator pitch. What is Virtual Causeway? Sure. So Virtual Causeway, we are an outsourced demand gen agency. So basically, we focus on various sales, marketing, and market research services for our clients who are all in the B2B space and usually have some type of complex sale. And ultimately, our goal is to help them generate additional revenue, streamline their processes, or even build new processes that they eventually bring in-house to help them sell and market their products. So you have a whole team of people who are calling, dialing, and having sales conversations every day. That's a part of our business. Sure, we do have a, a team of people that are doing and um, that are doing outbound work and are having sales conversations every day on behalf of our clients, which is really cool and interesting because it gives me a really good cross section of what's going on in the market on any given day. I love it. Uh, your perspective on not just your journey, but how you're seeing sales reps uh, succeed is going to be really interesting. Um, to share a bit about your journey, uh, maybe we can start at the start. Uh, where where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? So I grew up actually, and I was born in Kitchener, and I went to school in KW, and um, basically ended up going to university. I went to Laurier and did my undergrad in honors English with a uh, business minor. So I uh, spent a lot of time, you know, working on uh, with an arts degree, basically. Um, graduated mm -hmm. from university and then ended up uh, working for a software company here in Waterloo called Watcom, which was a spinoff from the University of Waterloo. Now, you shared that you didn't just pick up those roles right away. Uh, you, you spoke about how music was a large part of your life, and, and you dabbled a little bit in that. Maybe you can share a little bit about that part, too. Sure. So uh, I started taking guitar lessons as a, as a young kid, probably in around the third grade. Um, I had an older brother who was playing guitar. I had an older sister that played piano. So music was something that my parents always encouraged us to learn. And I just thought guitar was the coolest thing ever. My mom wanted me to play accordion, but I decided to uh, to focus on guitar. And my brother made <laughs> my brother made sure that I focused on guitar and not accordion. So I started playing guitar at a young age and played all through uh, through high school and did the typical playing in high school band kind of thing. Um, in university, through university, I was playing in in various gigging bands and trying to make a little bit of money doing that. And then. For a couple of years after as well, spent a little more time doing it a little more seriously while I was working, but then realized that, uh, you know, at that point in my life, I was very interested in trying to establish myself from a career standpoint and being a gigging musician in bars locally and dealing with bar managers and other bandmates and trying to do a lot of that scheduling and all the other not so fun work was, uh, it was getting to me. And so that's what, that's when I decided to focus on my career in sales and marketing. Wow. So you, you had a role first in, on the marketing side of things. Can you share a little bit about what that was like? Sure. So I started working for a company called Wacom, as I mentioned, a spinoff from the University of Waterloo, which was a, a technical software company. And I started off as uh, basically an entry-level uh, marketing position. And then I, um, as part of my role, 
I was uh, also um, helping to field inbound sales calls, basically. So if people were calling a toll-free number to ask questions about our software, that was part of my role was answering the, the phone and uh, really started um, getting into a lot more customer conversations. And then when my company, Wacom, was purchased by a company out of Boston, um, they had a much larger inside sales team. And I ended up reporting into that group and then managing a, a team here in Waterloo, Ontario, that was uh, focused on doing um, some of the pre-sales work and inside sales work for some of our software products. So got into the sales side for a few years and then moved back to product marketing the last uh, the last few years I was at Wacom, which was by that time, by that time was actually part of a company called Sybase. So you started off in marketing, got to dip your toes onto the uh, sales side of things, and then came back onto the marketing uh, side. How how did you compare the two of them? Well, it's interesting because when you're in sales, you view marketing a certain way. And um, I certainly, when I went from sales to marketing, I was thinking that I was going to you know, fix the marketing function and I was going to create this great uh, sense of alignment between sales and marketing that you know seems to be missing in a lot of organizations still today. And then I moved into marketing and then the marketing perspective is always that, you know, sales you know, marketing spends all this money generating leads and generating demand and sales is uh, not following up on leads fast enough or sales is not closing. And so having both perspectives, I, I felt like I had at least the opportunity to try to bridge that gap a little bit. And I built a team within Sybase that was an internal uh, demand center that was focused on doing uh, demand generation and sales development across multiple product lines within Sybase. And I uh, enjoyed doing that so much that I decided, you know, in 2001, after I had got, uh, completed my MBA as well, part-time, uh, in 2001, I decided that we'd start Virtual Causeway and do this for other companies. Let's unbox that a little bit. What do you think was the trigger? What was the thing that kind of pushed you over that line to say, yes, I'm going to found my own company to do this? Uh, as a founder, having been there, I always love to hear kind of that ideation and that story. So I'd love to hear what, what kind of pushed you over the ledge to make that decision. Sure. Uh, a big part of it actually was doing my MBA. I mean, when you do your MBA, you spend a lot of time um, looking at business problems, doing business cases, and everything is always from the perspective of, you know, a decision maker. And, you know, as a kind of mid-level marketing manager, um, when I was doing my activities through the MBA, I kept understanding that, you know, these, I'd, I'd, I'd like to be involved in some of these bigger types of decisions. And uh, through part of the MBA program, I took an entrepreneurship course. And then, of course, you know, just started thinking about what would be really neat if I could what I've done built and, and built inside at Sybase. It was something that I could do for somebody else and I could do for other software companies. And I just really, really, really enjoyed the idea of trying to do my own thing. And, uh, you know, it was basically the MBA that pushed me. I mean, as part of my MBA, I actually put together the business plan for Virtual Causeway or at least very early stages of it. And then um, my wife, Cynthia, was very supportive, and I just really started working on the plan and figuring out how I can make it happen. That's awesome. Now, you, you've had this journey in marketing, sales, now delivering those services for others. What do you think has been most surprising? You know, what's surprised you most about your, your journey and, and sales as a career? Uh, well, it, what has surprised me most, I think, is that um, you realize, especially after running a business, that sales is part of everything you do. I mean, when you're meeting a prospective candidate from an HR standpoint, you know, you're selling in terms of being able to explain what you do, why they should come work for you. And, you know, when you're talking to the bank, when you're talking to Revenue Canada, when you're talking to your accountant, I mean, every aspect has something that I would consider selling within it. 
um, whether or not people realize it or whether or not they say that it's it's sales. So, you know, that's something that surprised me is how how the whole concept of sales and the whole discipline of sales crosses so many different areas. And even with School of Rock, which is, you know, as I mentioned, something that we had started, um, which was a performance-based music school here in Kitchener-Waterloo, the, you know, sales is a big part of that as well in terms of, you know, prospective clients coming in, in terms of even dealing with local venues and convincing them to let you do your your seasonal show at their event. I mean, the sales is just something that permeates everything that you do. I'd love to dig into that. Thank you for bringing up School of Rock. So if I imagine, and I mean, I don't know your businesses as well as you, but I have to guess that the type of company who would reach out to Virtual Causeway for you know, marketing and sales and customer success from research services would be a very different buyer than the student or the parent of a student you might reach out to with School of Rock. But you just said that in both of them, you know, selling is fundamental. So what would be some of those similarities, uh, maybe surprising or otherwise, between the two? Yeah, it's actually really interesting. So when we first started School of Rock, which is obviously a consumer-based product or service, um, you know, you're selling to students as well as parents um, versus Virtual Causeway, where usually we're selling to B2B organizations that are, in a lot of cases, have complex sales or enterprise sales. Um, One thing that I really found interesting with School of Rock was that, um, you know, lead flow and and thinking about the process of generating leads and converting leads and moving them through uh, the buying process is very similar. I mean, when we first started School of Rock and talking to other School of Rock owners, um, a lot of them didn't really think through it and didn't think through the process, but we were able to take a lot of the processes we used with Virtual Causeway and for our Virtual Causeway clients, adapted them for our buyer. I mean, understanding a little bit in terms of different sales cycles and, and you know, different uh, needs and pain, but ultimately taking some of those same processes and building them into how we marketed uh, School of Rock. So even just as simple as, you know, setting up a a cadence for outbound emails um, and then figuring out where leads go based on that. You know, if somebody responds and they're interested in a certain type of program, then this should be the next step. And then working through the workflow and figuring out how to how to manage those leads over time. Um, That's the kind of stuff that we've always done with Virtual Causeway. And it was interesting taking those processes and trying to apply them to more of a consumer based business. I love how thoughtful you are about it. The way you're describing that sounds very similar to your early comments about kind of field marketing and sales. Uh, sounds like a fun, fun parallel there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was actually when I, you know, when we first started, um, a lot of consumer based businesses are based on reacting, right? So people call or people mm-hmm. drop, stop in and say, Oh, I'm interested. What can, what can I do? Or, Oh, this looks really interesting. I want to sign up for guitar lessons. Um, so a lot of inbound lead generation or inbound lead management, uh, but what we did is when we started School of Rock is we really started focusing on how can we start doing some more proactive outbound um, activities that can help fill the funnel and not have to wait for, you know, some of that organic inbound inquiry to happen. I love how you uh, you mentioned the guitar lessons there again. It feels a little bit like the this first part of your journey has been bookended a little bit by guitar lessons. And, you know, in the middle, you've you dodged accordion, you've done field marketing, launched a couple of companies. Um, what you know, what, what are you proud of? What success are you most proud of so far? Um, I guess there are a few different things. Uh, you know, with Virtual Causeway, we've been in business since 2001. I mean, when I first started the organization, 
And when I first started doing the business planning, it was still, you know, kind of pre-tech bubble. And my goal was, you know, grow the company in five to six years and then look at some acquisitions and and some hyper growth. And then obviously based on, you know, different changes in the economic situation, you know, not that that slowed a bit. But I think what I'm proud of is the fact that, you know, we were able to start a company um, able to have real local and community impact, both through, you know, supporting local companies and, and clients, but also through our employees and, and, you know, being able to support them and their families. I mean, those things are really important to us. And as we grow and as we continue to, you know, operate, we also spend a lot of time supporting other, you know, nonprofits and other organizations locally that can have some local impact. So that's something I'm really proud of. Um, and I think the biggest part of it is, you know, it's a sustainable business. So we're able to grow through our clients' growth. And, you know, we are able to help our clients also build sustainable businesses and sustainable lines of business and succeed. So that's that's really important to me. And then, of course, with School of Rock, a big part of that, even though, you know, the the, the business is no longer open, I think we made a huge impact when we were when we were operating. And a big part of that was really making a huge huge impact on our local community. I mean, I still have parents and students that are reaching out to us saying how much they miss it and how much it really helped their students and their kids um, with school. And, um, you know, really seeing some of these kids as they start growing, they're succeeding and they're doing some really cool things. That's re- that's really important to me. So let's cast that forward a little bit then. You know, if, if you think about future Rick, uh, what's something you hope to congratulate future Rick for? Well, I mean, I think especially as we're in this, uh, you know, current pandemic situation, I think as I hopefully in the future, I'll be congratulating myself for figuring figuring out and continuing to reinvent how we do things that we do at Virtual Causeway. I mean, the whole demand gen space and the whole sales and marketing space for, for technology since we started in 2001 has changed dramatically. And based on hmm. you know, what's happening now and how business might be shifting, I mean, our my goal and the goal for the organization is we need to continue to reinvent ourselves and look at uh, opportunities that might come out of this that we can play a bigger role and we can help our clients get through this and uh, and keep growing too. So I certainly hope that I'll be thinking back, you know, in five years saying this was a great opportunity for us to to look at what we can do and how we can support our clients and ultimately come up with higher value activities and ways that we can add value for our clients and help them grow. I, I love that vision. I'm looking forward to congratulating uh, future you for the same thing, because uh, <laughs> I think you. that'd be a fantastic outcome. Yeah. Um, we're, we're nearing the, the end of our time together. Uh, are you okay if we flip over and, and ask you a couple of rapid fire questions? Sure. Let's go for it. Awesome. Okay. So we'll do these quick one after the other. First off, what's your favorite sales tool? Uh, well, our CRM, which is salesforce.com, close second is LinkedIn. Nice. Uh, I love how you stuck in the two answers for that. That's, that's, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> and what about uh, a movie? What's your favorite movie? Uh, Godfather. First one. Oh, nice. Oh, there you go. I was going to ask you which, but you jumped that. I love it. I, uh, uh, you, you, learn, and- you learn a lot about business uh, watching those movies, that's for sure. Oh, Yeah. Uh, and I've I've got a guess on this based on the themes of our conversation. But when you were a kid, what did you want to grow up to be? Well, you're you're probably going to guess I wanted to be a rock star. But yeah, that was uh, you know that was that was my, <laughs> my early goal was to be a rock star. And now I'm happy to be uh, you know helping our clients be rock stars from a sales and marketing standpoint. I love it, Rick. 
Thank you so much for sharing your, your time and your, your journey. Uh, I picked up a number of tips and I've loved it so much. This has been a great conversation. Uh, I'm looking very much to our next chat. Great. Great. Thank Hopefully uh, we chat again uh, really soon. Uh, hope you're having a fantastic day and that you and your family are staying safe and sane in these uh, uh, interesting times. Thank you. And back at you.